they don't mind doing more. No, no. So we just had uh, just had Barry here. Yeah, have so. Yeah, um, saving lives during the day, digital marketing during the night. Honestly, I work him so hard. Yeah, basically, I was saying to you, and I'll share with our listeners, all six of them, that um that he's got the raw end of the deal right now. Yeah. Like it used to be that I was working at Unitech full time, coming home, doing my clients, sorting my client, my group work, doing my podcasts. It was fine, but I, you know, it was it was just a big on full on day, and um, Baz was also doing that. But now he's the only one. He's got his full time job doing the digital side hustle. And yeah. I've just got my one, my side hustles now become my main event. So much easier that way. Yeah, funny, like side hustles are, side hustles are hard. Yeah. But uh, it keeps you sharp. It does. Keeps you sharp. And particularly, you gotta, yeah. if you've got a reason, like if you're invested in it. Yeah, if you're invested in it and you, and you like it. And you like it. And um, yeah, we, just, we were just talking about our discussion with Barry about talking through some stuff around templates and a bit of time saving and making things like consistent yeah. visually for your uh, your pot, your Wikipedia podcast, your yes. other podcast. Yes. When you when Baz does the work around creating like the assets for social media and stuff and like just keeping a consistent look and feel and how that makes a difference when people see it in the feed. Yes. So if you're constantly changing up the way things look, people won't recognise it necessarily. But if they, if you have a consistent theme for the post, you know, they like it, which they do, of course. They'll see it and go, oh yeah, stop here. Yes. That's a Wikipedia episode. Yes, and you're right, and it's that familiarity. Mm. Familiarity? Yeah, familiarity. Yep. It's a exactly funny word it. to say, isn't it? It's exactly the word. Yeah, and I have to say that our decision at the start of the year to start releasing mini Wikipedias has increased, obviously, the downloads, yep. but also the traction that the podcast as a whole gets much more than I thought it would. Have we yep. discussed that yet? Uh, no. No, yeah. no, but um, momentum. Right? Yeah, it is. Momentum. And it's so, not, not that once a week isn't enough. No. But I was once a week for a couple of years. And I think the shift to twice a week has actually been brilliant. Yep, just keeps people, um, well I know because I'm obsessed with podcasts. Mm. So like I get halfway through the week and I'm like, oh I've run out of podcasts. Yeah. Oh my God. So just yes. a little taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like midweek, like oh yeah, that'll keep me going until yeah. the full episode comes out. That's like some dopamine hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. addiction sort of thing. Yeah. So, I so, love it though, on my back. Something that's a good approach. Good approach. Can I, can I just very briefly, this is a bit off-tangent, yep. a podcast I've just discovered and I'm absolutely obsessed with is one from Paragon Training Methods and Laurie Christine King, and it's called Live Big, Lift Big. Mm. Good, I like that. I like it too. And so, as the name suggests, training Paragon Training Methods, it's a strength-based training program, was a company they built from nothing when the pandemic hit. Mm and have done no formal advertising. Well, I mean, of course they're on social, but no, no strategic marketing. And they've just organically grown to like 100,000 followers, a successful subscription-based model. Yep. Um, she was on Jill Fitz, Jill Fitz, Fit Biz You podcast a couple of weeks ago, an interview with her. Oh, she's Australian? No. 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 Yeah, yeah. She was very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
and I'm obsessed with their podcast, so I discovered her podcast on that. They've only got like nine episodes. Binge listened to all of them when I was traveling last week. Now I've run out. Yeah, and that's really disappointing. I know. I think I have, I think I have a problem with what, I have a problem, I'm addicted so much. If I have spare moments, yeah. quiet is like, yeah, yeah. quiet time is difficult. No, I know. So I need to be listening to a podcast while I'm doing this. But I don't think that's bad. No. There's worse things to be addicted to. Do you know what you could um, be listening to? There's 114 episodes. 114 episodes. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Because <laughs> I beat you, you don't fill your ears with my... Can I don't, I don't, I don't. Which is fine, I get it. I mean, you've got you to gotta find what you're passionate about listening to. And that's what the thing is. Yeah, yeah, like I... All the podcasts I listen to are business mm. related. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Mm-hmm. It's not even... There's, there's not even... Well... I guess I listen to... Well, maybe we should do a podcast... Podcast episode. Uh, episode since we're since we're down on it. Yes. So I listen to. Now, let's put a disclaimer out there first. To say that there's a lot of podcasts out there that people say are right wing podcasts, and people who normally say that are people who haven't listened to those podcasts. Yes. So they don't realise they're not right wing podcasts yes. at all. They're podcasts that experiment with ideas. Yes. Anyway, so I like to listen to Joe Rogan, but it's not a regular. I just listen to some episodes that I'm interested in. Yeah. And Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan is not a right-wing person. No. He's a curious person. Yes. So he's interested in interesting ideas, whatever they are. So if you haven't actually listened to it, and you've like listened to the media talking about Joe Rogan and his podcast, then you're probably missing out because... You can go listen to any as, depending on the guest or whatever, it could be a broad ranging topic. Any, from any range in the left and right. Yeah. It's just about interesting ideas. Yeah. So you listen, listen to the ideas, disagree or agree, and then move on. I don't, not listen because it's someone, Joe Rogan. someone told you that it's a right wing podcast. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And, and so I'm just going to add my opinion. I like Joe Rogan. And I like you dip in and out depending on the guest. But my question is, how does he do the intels at every single episode? I mean, he does yeah. three episodes a week, and I know some of them are his MMA mates, so he probably doesn't need to do a lot of work for that one. But mm. you know, when, how does he dive so deep into his guests' I, back catalogue? Yep, I can only assume that he's also addicted to podcasts yes. and just really curious. And do you think he uses a bit of chat GPT? Oh, probably. Probably now. Yeah. But I think he, he must have a big team by now. Like, I'll Yes, you're him. right. It's not just him and his uh, I think editor. he's a big consumer of content. Mm. Interesting. Uh, mm. And interested in new ideas and not all fixed yeah. in his opinions. Yes. Yeah, he's very open-minded. Yeah. And I think he's prepared to change his mind on things. Yeah. And that's why he seeks out these people that he's interested in talking yeah. so anyway it's worth listening but that's not actually the podcast he's talking about the other one is Lex Friedman oh yes so he's been getting a lot of a little bit of criticism recently about also being too right wing or whatever mm. he's another guy that is just really interested in 
different ideas. Yeah. Exploring ideas. Yeah. So you just got to be open to Agreed. ideas. Agreed. It's not, you can't, no one's going to brainwash you or something while listening to you. Anyway, most of our listeners are probably not concerned about that anyway. They're, they're probably also interested in yeah. interesting ideas. So yeah, I'll agree. I'll stop talking about it. But I've also been listening to Jill, your coach's uh, podcast. Yeah. It's called Fitbiz. Yeah, Fitbiz U. Fitbiz U. Yeah. Fitbiz University, is it? I guess yeah. that's what's Yeah. She's really good at um, naming things. Yes. Frameworking things. Yes. So that's a good business tip, actually. Because everyone's got these things that they do. And what's really good is to give it a handle. Yes. People, so people can grab it. Yeah. And know what it is. Yeah. And then go, oh yeah. Instead of it being like a fuzzy concept, you start off by giving it a name, giving it a handle so people can grab onto it. Yeah. And then you talk about the ideas inside it. So that's... I think that's what I struggle with. Like, I think I waffle a bit about my ideas. But simply giving something a name. Like the endurance coaching business framework, but something less boring and, and more and better. I know, there's got to be some sort of acronym we can do there, but you're right, yeah. it's got to be something, something else like that. Yeah, I agree. So it gives it... That credibility, but it also makes it more memorable. Yeah. Makes it less fuzzy. Yeah. People just like go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it now because it's a framework. So can I, so Jill, right, as we were coming up with my new little coaching pod project, she was the one that called it a mentorship. Mm. And then I came up with mastering your metabolism. So we like that, eh? Yes, because alliteration also. Yep, yep. And, And it's all about master it and the mentorship yeah. is gives you an idea that you're being coached through that you're being coaching through you're coached through a process but you're actually learning skills yeah. so you're mastering it yourself yeah, but so I'm here to help you master it yeah, uh, the ne- mastery yeah. is like next, the next level yeah next level next level totally so it's like yep yeah so I've, I've been doing this I've, I've achieved some good results yes I've been making progress yes now I'm going to really master it. And you've just given me an idea for my, one of my headings, which I was struggling with, and it's ready to level up. Oh, yeah, that's that's what my heading ready is. Ready, ready to level up. Beautiful. And so you've been enjoying liking your podcast then? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And like what you and I were discussing, it's not actually any... A couple of, couple of new things here and there, but it's all of this really good advice. And exposure to that exposure advice. Exposure over and over again. Yeah. Repetition. We need it. comfortable with it. Yeah. And like, yeah, it all gets bedded in more and more and more. And then starts becoming more and more of what you and I do on a daily basis. Like, yep. Because, Cam, she, I started regularly listening to her. Like, I followed her for years. I started regularly listening to her at the end of 2020. And then joined her FBA on twi- in twi- the, about a year later. Yeah. But I've got to say, my whole mindset has shifted around business because of her, because of the exposure to how she talks about business and how you need to think about business. She's so good at helping beginner businesses really 
get a mindset of success from the get-go. Because if you don't have that mindset of success, then then you may as well, like, like then no, it's no. bloody hard. It's an absolute, you, you, you have to, you're putting up roadblocks along the way. And so she, she teaches you how to think in a way that removes those roadblocks and just allows you to step up. Yeah, because you've got a, a mindset, mindset shift has to come in first before anything else comes. Yeah. Especially when your expertise is not the business and marketing side of things. Yeah, agree. It's very easy to fall into that trap of going, oh, I'm just, uh, you know, I know about nutrition, or I know about fitness, I'm a good personal trainer, but I don't know anything about business. And it's like, well, so you didn't just to... automatically know everything about being a nutritionist or personal trainer. Exactly, did you? yeah. You didn't go, oh, I don't know anything about nutrition. No, you learnt it, yeah. you practised it, you became good at it, and then you were successful. That's it. But for some reason, myself, not excluded, also same problem. It's like around these other things that are like peripheral to your expertise, there's this sort of thing like, oh, I'm not very good at that. And then, and then Jill had an episode, like, oh, of course you're not. You haven't practiced it. Yeah. You haven't done it. You haven't tried it. And you know the difference in the way, even the way that you say that, and like immediately what it does is it then cuts you off from being good at it, from mm. even exploring it. It's like yeah. you've already decided you're not good, and that's the roadblock. Yeah. And I've got to say, from a nutrition standpoint, clients do that all the time, but they do it in a different way. It's like, no, I'm stubborn. Yeah. I'm stubborn. Yeah. Oh, no, I've never, I've, oh, no, I'd hate that. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. Those types of things, mm. they're all just limiting beliefs, right? Yeah. And you've actually got to just flip that story on its head. But you're so right about that whole marketing thing. Like, it's, um, like it is absolutely just another skill that you have to learn. Yep, exactly. And uh, it's, it's actually so similar. Like, marketing's a muscle. Yeah. It's so similar to nutrition and training. Where yeah. It's got to be built into your... Got to be built into your daily business. Yeah. And if you if you do it, you do it for a little while and then stop it. Then, just like nutrition or fitness, then you lose it. Yeah, you do. You just got to be keep, keep doing it. Yes. Hey, who business coach has a podcast as well? Ooh, yeah, business coach. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. He's a little bit more. Um, I'm not sure what the word is, but he's very interested in that higher sort of like, like, I'm not sure how to describe it actually, Cam. Mm. If I say airy-fairy, I don't mean he leaves everything to the power of the universe, but he references the universe a bit. But he's very successful, and he doesn't actually think that he got there because of the universe. No, so no, he's no. got actual tactical skills as well. No, no, it's like it's like a framework, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. A framework that's determining what your actions are. So, Jill was interesting because at a at our event last year that we were at uh, in October, I was at you and Nikki were there as well. Um, she talked about she's like, well, not that airy fairy or whatever, but I do I I every morning for a year or whatever. Well, this is what I do is I have a mantra that I 
you know, I see, that I, that I say, you know, when I get up in the morning about how I want my day to go or how, long, or how I want my business to be. And um, I love that because last year in April, when we just finished our successful launch of Mondays, and it was the first, and I had an inkling that I wanted to leave work, but I wasn't, you know, still sort of on, obviously on the fence about it because I didn't leave for another couple of months. But Baz and I, we were in Byron Bay as I was finishing this, the launch and we, you know, realised that we were going to be successful and we were like, well, this is cool. And, um, and we went to um, a photographer, a, a photography sort of little gallery thing and bought this picture that we both loved of a, an early sunrise in Byron Bay and the surfers going out. And, and it was just a, a beach setting and we brought it home and we got it framed and it's as big as a window. And I look at that and I think, and I look at it as a view to my future. And I'm like, every morning I see it because it's in our bedroom. And I'm like, that's what I'm working towards. Not that I necessarily want to live in Byron Bay or be, even be near a beach or whatever, but it just speaks to the, so, the, 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 the possibility of the vision of the business. In my life, actually. Vision. I just wrote that down just before you said it because um, my the, the head of my coaching group, Dan Martel, yeah. he put a video up the other day. So he was at Laguna Beach, uh, Southern California. Yeah. And he was there to meet his coach. Yeah. But he's a, he's a successful coach and he has a coach. Yeah. Everyone has a coach. If you are if you are a coach, you should have a coach. Yeah. Because it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was at Laguna Beach. And he was at the. I believe it might have been the. The Ritz. Oh. Or another anyway, at another well-known hotel chain. Yeah. And he was. He did a video. He does. He does a video every Monday, I think, for motivation for startup founders and he was talking about vision and saying to once you get to a certain point you need a vision of what you want your future to be to be able to move on to the next step yeah nice it's always like what got you here will not get you there won't get you there yeah so that's where i'm at now, yeah. what got me here, I'll get you there. So what got me here was like hard work, skill, um, a little bit of knowledge. But then you get, so now I'm here, it's like those are like raw materials. Yeah. So then it's like, you know, quite often you see people who are very successful and if you know them, you're like, they're not, you know, they're not that much smarter than me, or they don't know, they don't have that much more knowledge yeah. than me. And, but what they do have is a, like a vision. Yeah. A vision for the future and probably a different mindset. Yeah. So before we started, you and I were talking about mindset. Yeah. And. Uh, like a mindset of scarcity versus the mindset of abundance, which 
you know, a few years ago, I thought that, well, what I thought, those, those are silly, those are a bit silly things to think about, like, it's a bit fluffy and Interesting. what does that even mean? Mm. Probably not a few years ago, long, much further, longer ago. Yeah. So I always have been into personal development, but I know that I definitely do not have in the mindset of abundance. So what do you mean by that? It's like, I'm always thinking, I'm, you know, I might be at, oh, I might just be at the limit of what uh, is available to me yes. in the world. In yeah, terms yeah. of customers, in yeah. terms of money, in terms of wealth, or whatever. And, but that's just not real. Like, and you always just like, you really think about it. Most people are like, they're just, they're just getting themselves enough. Yeah. Like you're only getting yourself enough. Yeah. And then when you need more, then you you just go to the next level where, okay, I'm just getting enough again. Yes. And it's like that mindset about whether it's, for me, I don't think it's like, oh, do you deserve it? I don't think that's it for me. I never feel like I don't deserve yeah. more. It's yeah. like, sometimes I just think, there's only so much to go around and maybe I've got in my shit. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's like, well, other people have got like a hundred times more than me. Yeah, why do they get more? A thousand times more than me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and then you think about, okay, so how would this mindset of abundance change what I do day to day? Yeah, interesting. Because I'm a practical person. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so I have this mindset of abundance. So then why would that make any difference to the things that I do? Oh, yes, yes? Yes, yeah, yeah. You can answer this question. Thank you, thank you. When you think so limiting like that, that you've, you've got all you there is to get, you're just not motivated to do any more. Yeah. And not that I think you lack motivation, and I don't think this is a conscious thought, but subconsciously it will change how you then... Think about your audience and the amount you've got available and the amount of work you've got to do to oh, do totally, it. Totally, because why would you put any, why would you try any harder if you already think that you're at, at your limit? And you're not going to get anything more out of it. Exactly. What would be the point of trying any harder? Yeah, and that is, and what you've just described about, what that's exactly how so, so many people think like that. Mm. And I have to say, Jill has taught me so much about not at all think like I never think that anymore. I, I think about the massive opportunity there is to, to, to tap into and help all of the other people. Like, there are so many people who have no idea who I am in Auckland, which is like a quarter of New Zealand, which is quite a bit, but still, it's not really. Like, like I've, got, I've got, it feels like the sky is for them. Yeah, there's a massive, it's a massive uh, world that's yeah. going on. That's it. And stuff that you don't even have any heard on, don't even know anything about. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I think there's like, there's always the, there's these stages as you, personal development. First is like being aware that there's something that you are, you have a weakness. Yeah. And then when you, you get to that awareness and you still don't, you're not like, so now I'm like, well, what do I do about it? Yeah. So how do I? Yeah. Still like so I'm at the point like I know that I have like a more of a scarcity mindset. I do have a abundance mindset. Yeah. So 
thinking I might be running out of opportunities. Yeah. And then at some point, if you just continue to stay aware, look out for opportunities, at some point then you will get to the next level yeah. where you begin to learn how to change your behaviour. There's one thing to change. So now I'm like, okay, there's something else that people have a different mindset and they're able to unlock different things because of that mindset. Yeah. But I don't have that mindset yet, so it's impossible to get see what those things are. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd just be doing them. Yeah. It's like, I'll be easy. Yeah. They put an abundance mindset. I'm going to have an abundant mindset. Then I'll be rich. Yeah. Or I'll have everything that I ever want. Yeah, yeah. That's not how it works. No. It's got like a slow process that you're like, okay, now learn this, learn that. Exposing yourself to people who think like that. Yeah. Watching what they do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, what are they? What are they? Yeah. I know that my business coach, Dan Martell, has uh, an abundance mindset. What what does he do in these situations? Yep. One more thing from Dan, actually. So he did another video the other day. Uh, Cows and buffaloes. Oh, yeah. So... It's a North American thing. In the uh, meadows or whatever. On, in the savannah? I think that's Africa. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but just imagine cows and buffaloes. Okay? Yeah, yeah. A storm comes over. Oh. A storm's coming. Oh my God. The cows, they wait for the storm to come. When the storm arrives, they run away from the storm. But because they're cows and the storm's a storm, the pace they run is about the same speed as the storm. Oh. So as they're running away from the storm... Storm's catching up with them. The storm's just following them. Yeah. So they're just spending more and more time in the storm. Yeah. And it's very hard to escape the storm yeah. because they're just running with it. Yeah. Buffalo, when they see the storm coming, they run towards it. I was going to say, perfect. They run towards it yep. and they run through it. Yes. And then they get on the other side of it. Very quickly. So as much as it emotionally it feels harder to run towards the swim. It's the best approach because you run you run towards it, you deal with it, you're through it, and you're on the other side. That is brilliant. And that's how people that's how we can Yeah, yeah. There are cows and there are buffaloes. Yep. So you like these challenges come up. And you avoid them, yeah. or you're like, oh, I'll deal with that later. later, or whatever. So then you're just like, okay, I'll deal with it later, it gets worse, or whatever. And then you're just running with the storm. Yes. The storm's currently all around you. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you should see the storm, right? Yeah. Run against it. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. Get out of the way, get through it. Yes. Move on to the next thing. Bloody love that analogy. So if you can, like, see. So now I'm like, okay, now I see things happening. Just yeah. little things in everyday life. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't want to have this awkward conversation with someone, so you put it off. Or uh, you, you don't want to do this task or something, because you know it'll be hard. Yeah. So you'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. So just all of these things, all of these really practical things, once you go, okay, that's part of that mindset. Like, get through the storm, because that's where all the good stuff is afterwards. Yeah. So you don't want to waste all of this time dealing with this one storm, because you know there's going to be, like, 20. Yeah. 
Well, you're going to have to deal with over your yeah. career and uh, business for 100. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. So don't fuck around with the one storm that comes like. No. That's such a good analogy. Yeah. And do you know, when you were talking about the awareness and then like there's different stages and whatnot, I was thinking about the stages of change. The, have you know, do you know the stages, stages of change model? No. It's, a, it's something that they use in, in uh, public health actually and health behaviour. And it's there are people at different stages and identifying what stage a person is at can allow you to understand what motivates and drives them in order to make effective change. So there's people at pre-contemplation, no idea. Haven't even thought about anything, like say a smoker, hasn't even thought about giving up smoking, wouldn't like, wouldn't even cross their mind to give up smoking. And then there is contemplation. So they're like, maybe smoking is the best thing in the world for me to do about it. Could possibly give up. Not really driven to do much about that. And then there is like, Action, going to give up smoking, actively giving up smoking. Then there's maintaining. We've been giving up smoking for six months. Now I'm a non-smoker. And sometimes there's relapse. I think I've missed a stage. But the idea is, is that that model that you describe, like there are models that describe that. Yep. So that can be met accurately to like a marketing model as well? Yeah, for sure. So... You have a customer who is like unaware. Yes. And then you have a customer who is problem aware. Yes. So they're so in nutrition they're like unaware. If you are related back to, to smoking, they're a smoker, they're unaware of any problem that they're having. Yeah. Then they become problem aware. And they're like, oh, I've got a problem on smoking. Then they become solution, solution aware. Yes. Then they become Amazing. Yeah, they do. That's actually, yeah, yeah, we talked about that actually in my, my last business and when I was in Santa Monica a month ago. And I had Amber come and talk, my business inspiration, if you like. And um, she talked exactly about that, about hitting people who are both problem aware and hitting people who are solution aware and the different options. And people, when I say hitting people, I mean people who don't know you at all. Yeah. When you're putting in paid advertising up, you put different campaigns up that address those different stages. Yeah, totally. And that's sort of like the life cycle of people who get exposed to you. Like, that's why sometimes leads don't convert for a long time. Because they're randomly, you might get some people who are unaware. Yes. Just because they see you and it's like an interesting one. Yes. And then you'll get more people who are problem aware because yes. they know they've got a problem. Yeah. Then you're actually you're actually taking them faster then, to being solution aware. Yeah. And you're the solution. Yes. Because if you don't get them as problem aware, by the time they become solution aware, they may be aware of like more solutions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. people will not need a nose to get solution. Yeah. And problem aware. Yeah. And then, um, and then fourth stage, awesome. Yeah. Which is what you will do for them. Yeah, exactly. After they become solution aware, because they oh, Mickey's my solution. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So all these things, all these theories, they all map back. It's all about people and the way yeah. people think and the way they behave and the way they, yeah. uh, the way they 
treble. Yeah. Through ideas and principles. Okay, going. Yeah. So people who have people have the empathy who can really see how people how people feel. Because of course, you as the nutritionist, you've gone, you've, you're, you're beyond all of these stages. Yes. In terms of your expertise. Yeah. So how do you? You need to be able to put yourself back. Exactly. Into these other stages that yeah. you haven't been in for a long time. So you can know how other people think yeah. and approach things. Yeah. Because if you're always approaching things the way you feel about them, then the only other people that you're going to attract, ever attract are people who are already at the same stage that you're at. Yeah. Which is just, that's not good. No. That's why people who are spiritual health coaches who've had a personal transformation, that's why they're so successful. Because they can relate to the person going through. Equally, a good coach will hopefully have the skills that address people at different stages, yeah. You have to help them move through. Exactly. Stages. Yeah. It's like the part that moves through these ideas. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. So let's just hit up a couple of uh, accountability things. Yeah, brilliant. So how did you go? So last time, I had two things. Yeah. Uh, the, the ads that I was running to my, yes. like my new, broader coaching idea, yep. coaching platform type idea. Sort of a funny thing. Because it's got like a, uh, an ad that I'm running. Yeah. Like, talked about this before. You, know, build, you build coaching programs, not, not courses. Yes. That's the idea, right? So running ads, getting lots of clicks on it, lots of visits to the landing page, but like zero options to the email list. Oh, interesting. Which is sort of like weird. And I'm like... Ad is pretty much exactly the same as the page. Yeah. So if they're interested in the ad, why aren't they opting into it? Why would they click on the ad and not opt into the thing? Yeah. It's basically the same image, the same pattern. So I'm thinking, I'm being a bit suspicious about Facebook ads for clicks. Oh, interesting. You know, yeah, it's yeah. Like, Are they not telling the truth? Is it bots? Yeah, yeah. Is it not real people who are really interested? Yeah. So anyway, like getting a lot of traffic to it. Maybe I'll need to try a different approach. Like there's a way that they can opt in without leaving Facebook. Yes, that's a good idea. Try that. See if I can get some email addresses and then and then at least dig into each of them and then see who these people are. Yeah, it's a good idea. Are, are they coaches or are they like bots? No ones or bots yeah. or something like that. So anyways. Nothing really to garner from that yet. Yeah. The other thing was my uh, endurance coaching business podcast. Yes. I was supposed to have five episodes up. Yes. But I've got four. Oh, that's not bad. So published three of them, got one sitting there. Brilliant. And I've got one that I just need to edit, I think. Yeah. I've lost a bit of tracks. 
because I've recorded one every couple of days yeah. of old blog posts. Yes. But anyway, make good, good progress on that, so I've got a free now, which is good. I think I might have like six downloads. That's amazing. Podcast. Yeah, it's great. Not having told anyone that I've got it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, make good, good progress on that. Brilliant. And then, quickly, when I listen to podcasts and you really become, you feel like you begin to know these people who you're listening to, far more likely to buy something if they're selling something from 100% but it's really hard to come to that from the other side and go but they they wouldn't do that if my podcast yeah 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 if I was the one talking they wouldn't listen to me and go oh you know I'd rather buy from Ken totally you don't buy into the fact that they know like and trust you yeah but it's like I know I can trust these people I'd be far more likely to buy yeah but if I did a podcast people wouldn't be they wouldn't be like Oh no, I'd rather buy from Cam than somebody else. He's got a problem. So I listen to his that, And that's just a self-limiting belief. Yeah, totally. So just just crack on with that. Yeah, I Keep agree. With that. And um, I mean, the first few episodes are rubbish. Like, I'm just like going through my blog. Yeah. The very first few aren't as good because it's blogs that I wrote like a couple of months ago. Yeah. So I have to refresh my mind and then try and talk talk to them without talk to the blog talk through the blog without sounding like I'm reading it yeah yeah but then today I did one of the blog posts that I actually wrote this week which was much easier because it's in your mind because I've written it all yeah. I've just written it so yeah. it's much easier just to talk through yeah it was all fresh in my mind so I think they'll get better over time I agree but as Jill says why would you be good at it? Why would you be good at producing a podcast yeah. if you haven't been producing a podcast? 100%. percent well, zero chance of producing a good podcast the first time you do an episode. Yeah. Zero chance. Yeah, yeah. Because how could you possibly be good at something that you've never done? Yeah. I think yeah, we just set our expectations way high. Yeah. Like, and it's not that there's this false, like, it's not like false confidence that we have. It's no, no. just, it's just like, our expectations are well, are well sort of removed from reality. And, and you can't go, oh, okay, I'll try and get good at it by putting together a bunch of fake podcasts that I'll never, no. that I'll never put out in the world. Because it's no, no, you just got to bloody do it. Accountability around that. I agree. So you just got to start yeah. creating content. And the only way you're going to get good at doing a podcast, especially when you're doing like a solo one, like I'm trying, is just do more and more. I agree. I mean, eventually, it might be good. Yeah. It will be better. 100%. Be At some point, it might even be. I don't doubt it, Ken. Mm. And there's only one way to get there. Yeah, only one way to get there. Yeah. Do the reps. Do the reps. All right. All right. Let's wind it up with doing the reps. Yeah, amazing. Right. See you next week. Next week, Ken. <laughs>